Welcome to Grow With Soul, a simple marketing podcast by me, Kate Ferris, a creative business and marketing coach living in the mountains in North Wales. Grow With Soul is for creatives who either have their own business or who dream of having their own business and who want to grow slowly, sustainably and soulfully in their work and in their life. So welcome. I'm so glad you're here. Hello and welcome to episode 80 of Grow With Soul. Today I want to talk about self-trust. I have jumped into so many decisions and ideas without it ever occurring to me to check whether I actually wanted to do them. And as a result, I felt stuck and sad that my business reality didn't live up to my business daydreams. Because it is supposed to feel better than this. The pressure, the worry, the actions taken out of panic or uncertainty, the tasks that you dread, tend to be rooted in a lack of self-trust. I acknowledge here my privilege as a white woman that the colour of my skin, nor for that matter my sexual orientation or disability, are something that unfairly holds me back. It is reductive of me to say that every single problem for every single person is founded in self-trust. Yet I do know that everything becomes harder when you aren't on your own side, when you are another barrier for yourself to get over. It doesn't have to be hard and it can feel joyful. So let's talk about trust. In my last solo episode two weeks ago, I talked about transitioning and simplifying my business model and hinted at a launch and a new thing that was in the works. By now, you may have seen on Instagram or in my emails that that thing is out. My new program, The Trail, is available now. I wrote a blog post last week of how I came up with the idea and pieced the program together. So I will link that in the show notes if you'd like to read it, because I don't just want to repeat that here, although there will be a little bit of crossover. Because, you see, The Trail is a program about self-trust. Let me start with a story. So let's go back to the summer of 2017. I'd just moved to Wales and I was starting the business. So if I remember it right, I had three different coaching options on my website and then I think five or maybe six different marketing services options, which all then had different options within them. So social media management for various lengths of time, different types of content writing, email newsletters, all that stuff. The truth is that I was desperate and uncertain. I needed to make money, so I put as many different options out there as possible in the hope that at least one of those lines would catch a fish. At the time, I was finishing up coaching with Jen Carrington, and she gently helped me to see that the desperation was visible from the outside too. And I must say, of course, she didn't say anything of the sort like, you look desperate, but it's only with hindsight that I can see that it was desperation that was visible. And she really suggested that it might be confusing to people to have all those different options. Because of course it was confusing. There were eight different calls to action. So no one knew what I wanted them to do. So I kind of got rid of all the services because I didn't enjoy 
doing marketing as much as talking about it and I stuck with two coaching options and I started to get bookings. The bookings felt good, they felt really validating. I was nervous for sure, like spending hours and hours creating PDFs and worksheets for clients so they'd feel like they were getting some value from me. I spent hours preparing beforehand and decompressing afterwards from each call. I worried a lot, so much so that as I was freaking out one day before a call, my boyfriend said to me, stop being anxious about shit you're good at. And I ended up writing that on a post-it note and sticking it right in my eyeline on the wall above my desk. But I still worried. I still woke up on the days I had calls anxious about whether those clients were suddenly going to hate me (laughs) for some reason that day. It wasn't that I wasn't enjoying the business at that point. I was definitely enjoying my photography. I was enjoying my newfound freedom. I was enjoying the rush of making my own money. I was enjoying the actual conversations. It was more that the enjoyment wasn't consistent. I wasn't enjoying everything and the things that I wasn't enjoying really brought the whole experience down. I had ready excuses though. It was just beginner's nerves or it was just a busy month. The most pervasive excuse however was the fact that this was work and work was supposed to be hard. If it wasn't hard it wasn't work. I don't know where this came from but at some point in my life I picked up this belief that no one will pay you for something that you actually want to do. The reason you get paid to do something is because you don't want to do it or no one wants to do it. It's compensation for time spent doing things you don't want to. So I had this belief lodged very snugly in my head and so I just carried on building this coaching business. Fast forward to 2019 and I definitely couldn't call it beginner's nerves anymore. If anything, I was actually more anxious than ever. When I was starting out, I just needed to make money and to know that this thing was viable. But a year or so in, I was exploring more about my values and what I wanted. I actually remembered how in my very first job writing copy, a month or so in, they revealed that everyone had to do a month answering phones in customer service. And that had not been mentioned in the interview. I had spent the entirety of the job so far doing everything possible to avoid talking on the phone. I had this real complex about it. Even when I needed information for the product descriptions I was writing, I would wait three days for someone to email me back rather than pick up that handset that was sort of staring at me on the side of the desk. So obviously in customer service, I wouldn't be able to ignore that phone. So I left the job. I was still in my probation period and I left at the end of the week. So as I kind of remembered this, the irony was not lost on me that I once left a job because I didn't speak on the phone and then I created one where that was all I did. (laughs) Anyway, the values. I began to analyse what I really enjoyed doing, how I wanted to feel in my business, where my joy came from, Over and over the answer came back that I was happiest when quietly writing on my own. 
You know they say that to find what you want to do, go back to what you loved when you were young. Well, as an introverted only child, I used to like sitting alone in my room with a story tape on, colouring or drawing or writing. So it shouldn't really have been a surprise that needing to be on for several people every day would really tire me out and cause me a lot of worry because it just wasn't in my nature. I realised that I valued freedom and I valued variety and no matter how I tried to cut the cloth, those are just two things that I couldn't get coaching to provide for me. But still, I felt I wasn't allowed to do anything about it. Still, I believed that this was work and it had to be hard and actually to the extent that I denied myself the things that I did enjoy as a weird, almost sort of punishment. So the very creative work I would always put off on my to-do list and add other things in instead and, and never actually get around to doing that, the things that I really enjoyed. Eventually, the compromise that I came up with was that I would reduce the amount of coaching I did to make it more manageable because I'd just been saying yes to everybody and doing what everybody else wanted me to do but also with the kind of understanding that it wasn't an option to stop completely. So that was my project for the rest of the year. I took on fewer clients, I created more courses and my kits to make up the income. I gradually got to a place where it felt more manageable but it didn't feel more joyful. Still, I woke up with the churning worry in my gut and my heart pounded when I saw a client email convinced they were going to tell me what an awful job I was doing and how they wanted all their money back. Here's the thing though. Over that year, I'd inadvertently been practising trust, practising advocating for myself. I'd set my boundaries around how many clients I could take on at one time and although my instincts were to fall over myself to accommodate people, I stayed committed to my schedule. I practised my craft in creating products so I felt more confident in my abilities there and I'd practised values-led work, doing what was aligned with what I really wanted. And this practice meant that I was able to finally challenge that big belief about work needing to be hard. For the first time, that belief popped into my brain and my reflex was to say, really? Why is that? Rather than just believe it. So in January, I set a goal to become appointment free by the end of the year. It was really the weight of the appointments that always felt so pressured, like I had to be on it at that specific time or else everything was going to implode around me. But more than that, my mantra changed. I found myself writing in emails and in blog posts, if you're not enjoying it, then what's the point? And writing that really to myself as much as to anybody reading it. This is a story of building self-trust. It's not a story about knowing what to do or gaining expertise or earning success. The change from I have to do this because work is hard to if you're not enjoying it then what's the point was possible only by building brick by brick trust in myself. I started my business doing not what I wanted but what others were doing. It didn't occur to me that I really had a real choice. I just saw that that was what 
people did, so that was the way that I should do it too. Later, I grew enough self-knowledge to know that something wasn't right, but I didn't trust that I was allowed to do anything about it. Eventually, through practice, I found that my self-trust muscle had grown stronger than the do-as-you're-told muscle. I was able to trust the truth of my self-knowledge and advocate for that above all else. I was able to trust I could figure things out and make it work and I was able to trust that work could be joyful. There are so many other contexts where this story is true. Personally, I can see that my approach to money and my mindset around it has been a journey of self-trust. The way that my content this year has become kind of more confessional has been a journey of self-trust. So think about your business and the things that you don't enjoy, the things that you're worried about, the pressures that you feel, the things you don't think you can do. What is at the root of them? What is the bigger problem? This online business world has been very good at telling you what you need. It says that you need to learn this thing and that thing and you need to do email funnels and you need to get a qualification. And it says that you you need more experience and that once you've got more years under your belt, then you'll be able to actually do what you want to do. But I say that you don't need to learn anything new. You need to trust that what you have is already more than enough. You need to trust that you deserve it. And that is what the trail is designed to help you do. Not learn more stuff, not do what someone tells you to do, not faff around deciding what to do. It provides a supportive container to get you trusting yourself enough to grow your business from the soul outwards. Through my story, there are three red threads, which I believe are the key components to this. Knowledge, alignment and trust. It's hard to start practicing self-trust and really truly enjoying your work every day when you don't have a clue where to start. So this is where knowledge comes in. It's not about learning all the things but by plugging some gaps it's about providing a stepping stone of strong footing for you to keep moving. So this is what Jen did for me right at the beginning. I wasn't getting that my eight different offerings were confusing. So I needed that knowledge to be able to move forward. So just enough practical knowledge gives you the confidence to begin. Alignment is about, yes, knowing your values, but also crucially acting upon them, pulling things back into line. In my story, I knew for a long time that my work didn't align with my values, but I stayed stuck because I didn't do anything about it. Naming these values is important, but more so is course correcting a little tiny bit every day so that by the end of the week, you're doing more value centers work than you were at the beginning. And by the end of the month, you're doing so much more than you were at the beginning. It's checking in, it's reviewing, it's keeping on top of this so you can feel when that alignment starts to slip and get back into it quickly. And lastly, it's taking the opportunities to practice trust. This isn't a quick win that you can do over nine days and it will be solved. And I mean, 
like look at my story it took a good year to even get to the point where I had a plan of what I was gonna do but recognizing where you are being asked to choose between yourself and the external being present in those moments and making your choice based on trust and intention rather than panic and worry that's where the muscle starts gaining strength and the more you do it the more your internal validation bank grows the more you see that you can be trusted and then the more the trust will grow so knowledge alignment and trust are therefore the pillars of the trail and all the resources and talking points and exercises will get you actioning these in little manageable ways every week every month so as you're going about your business from here on in hold on to them as you navigate through worry ask yourself do I really need to learn this or do I actually know what I want to do ask yourself why does this feel off what boundary or value is this crossing by asking those questions and acting on those questions you'll be building trust so any links that I mentioned will be available at simpleandseason.com forward slash podcast and if you want to find out more about the trail and see the full sales page and all the gubbins that's at simpleandseason.com forward slash the trail if you think you have a friend who would really benefit from listening to this episode please do send them the link and share where you're listening online too and until next time I hope you grow a soul